welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I am your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. You got cut off. We didn't get to hear how you're doing. You guys doing? Yeah. How are you doing, Chris? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm anxious. I'm very anxious. It's possible in commitment day. He's there on the podcast at 4.30. So if he does commit on the podcast, we'll also hear it live on here. So I'll either be crushed or overjoyed. Expecting it necessarily, but I might be a little distracted. That's all right. That's all right. A disclaimer for the next 30 minutes or so. We got 10 minutes of your full attention. That's all right. So, that's right. Where, uh, why didn't we have a pod Friday, Chris? What were you doing? Uh, I was in beautiful Myrtle Beach, your, your territory. Great state of South uh, Carolina. A whole, basically, a whole motel rented out to our whole fraternity. Oh, was, wow. Was something else. Um, it was one of those places that's like designed for big vacations yeah. for like seniors or like Greek organizations. So it was like the perfect place for 120 dudes and their dates. But wow. yeah, it was a good time. Weather was nice. Water was beautiful. Um, I'll back up here where it's like 55 and rainy. That is uh, that's a long trip for like a beach. What was it, like a beach weekend? Yes, it was between seven and eight hours, and the way back was like pouring rain. We we're going forty miles an hour on ninety-five north. You're normally going eighty, so yeah, it was it was pretty brutal on the way back. I'd say it was worth it though, just for, just for the water. Like the water in April in Myrtle Beach was nicer than the water in Ocean City in like July. Oh, I believe it. I one hundred percent believe it. Oh, that was that was nice. Well, that's a nice little weekend. Uh, yeah, we definitely. Now that I realized it was a fraternity trip, we definitely could not have done a pot on Friday. I know how. Oh those, yeah, no. I know how those go. I know how those go. In the room we had three floors, and then so like there were six rooms a floor, but the rooms had I don't know like four or five beds, couches, whatever, and they're all connected. So not really like a nice private getaway or anything. A, a pod would have been very difficult. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So we have some stuff to recap, some stuff to, to get through. Lamar Jackson is officially signed to be the Ravens. Um, lot, lots of money. Finally got it done. And now they got to put, put a team together to win a Super Bowl. So that's, that's that. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else. Like, that's what I'm going to say. So let's go to the draft. So number one, Carolina Panthers. It was pretty chalk. Everyone thought it was going to happen, and there it was, Bryce Young. He goes to the Panthers. They have an offense built around him with veterans already. It, they're going to be, it, they're going to be a, a decent enough team. Their division's ass, so they should be right in the middle of the pack. And, uh, yeah. But where it gets interesting is really the. I mean, honestly, the rest of the draft is super interesting. But starting with the Houston Texans. They're staying at two. They stay at two. They take C.J. Stroud. And then the supposed Arizona Cardinals come up, and boom, it's the Houston Texans again. It was weird, and it kind of seemed unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, go get that pick. Um, what was the other pick that they had? They had 12. 
was 12. Yeah, I mean, just seemed like a little, little odd that they would trade back up to go get defender and not a quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, they weren't going to take another quarterback to that spot. Seemed like the spot where somebody would trade up to get a quarterback. Yeah, it was oh, definitely was an interesting definitely move. A, a huge surprise. They they traded the the thirty third pick in this draft, uh, a first next year, and a third round pick next year, and the twelfth pick in this draft for to move up to Will Anderson. So they give up the first next year. The Texans, I mean, we know they're going to be bad, so that could be a top ten mm. pick right there. And you go up and you get Will Anderson when, like, if, to me. I like the move. You get probably the, I mean, if people, whatever you, your feeling of the quarterbacks, um, and then the best player in the draft as well. I like that going up, but it's also a lot to give up for a team who needs a lot more than just Will Anderson. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, he was projected to be the first defender off the board. Seemed like the easy pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Still, like, you think they could have traded up back inside the top 10 and given up a lot less. Get maybe Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter. Which we were saying, could, like, there were mocks that had both those guys going ahead of Will Anderson. Yeah, it it wasn't like a cheap situation where he was by far the best. Definitely an interesting move. It seemed like from all the rumors coming out beforehand, all the you know, questions of will they just take Will Anderson at two and wait for a quarterback at 12. So it seemed like there was definitely some noise in there that whether the GM or, I mean, I'm guessing the owner wanted the quarterback and then the GM probably wanted Will Anderson. So I guess they just met in the middle and were like, screw it. Just take. take Get them both. Yeah, let's get them both. So it seems like over in Houston, they're happy about it. But if you're a, if you're a Houston fan, which I don't know of any, but you, uh, you got to be worried about that pick next year because it's it's probably going to be top 10. I would think so, unless C.J. Stroud is like RG3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or like he just needs to be he needs to be somewhere between rookie RG3 and rookie Mac Jones for them to not give up a top, top 10 pick. Yeah, All right. Uh, I, I would like to thank Ethan for so confident about the Stroud pick because I did bet on it. Nice, nice. It at plus four hundred. That's awesome. Oh, that was nice. So, number four, the Colts come up. They get their quarterback of the future in Anthony Richardson, possibly the highest ceiling in this class, but also the lowest floor in this class. Uh, excited to see what other pieces they put around him and how they they fill out that roster and how he looks his rookie year. But the Colts, I'm just happy to see them have a guy that they can look for for not just one year and look for for the future. Yeah, well, and we the other thing about <clears throat> Richardson is they just have had the same, like, boring white quarterback back mm-hmm. since Matt Ryan. Well, Phil Rivers isn't boring, but, like, even Luck. Well, and even Jacoby guys, Brissett, he's black and boring. Sat right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but now you get Richardson, who, like you said, he has the highest ceiling. He's in, like Lamar Jackson comparisons. He's incredibly athletic. It'll be weird seeing a guy like that in a Colts uniform, just because of how bland they've been. The, the second but... he runs, we're all gonna like lose our minds. We're yeah, be right. Like, it was, that, and that's why it's one of my favorite picks. 
they didn't have to like they didn't really have to do anything to go get him either. No, it was a really it fell right to him, and th- so those three quarterbacks taken, and then we'll talk we'll talk about him later when we get to the Titans. But then Will Levis just seen uh, in the green room yeah. the rest of the uh, the rest of the first round. So sad. That was sad. But uh, we we can talk about that in a little bit. Let's just nail out a couple of these picks. So Devin Witherspoon, we talked about the Seahawks getting a defender, like that pick adds to their secondary. Uh, I don't think I, that was too early. I think I mean they could have gone. I of course they could have gone Jalen Carter. Uh, it the the other cornerbacks fell to our teams, so it mm. seems like there wasn't a oh, big the one didn't fall at all. Yeah, one got one got reached and one fell right right in our lap. But uh. We'll get to that when we get to our teams. But they they take what they – I'm guessing that's what they're – I mean, I'm guessing on their big board, that was their best defender. So that's mm-hmm. what they went with. I, I, I do like it. I think Devin Witherspoon's a good player. And just adding adding more depth in the corners where this defense desperately needs it. Also, while we're on the yeah. Seahawks, they – all the way at pick 20, they fe- Jackson Smith and Figba fell to them. And that is just like a perfect complimentary piece to Lockett and DK Metcalf. I thought that was an excellent pick. They didn't have to trade up at all. And it they just fell right in their laps. Yeah, and that's a guy who started as a complimentary piece and then ended up becoming one of the top two receivers on the mm-hmm. team if one of those guys leaves. Which probably not that far away from it. I don't know what Lockett's contract situation is, but it feels like he's been in the league for a while. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's on pretty soon yeah so he's 30 years like old. a move you're, you're keeping the future in mm-hmm. mind yeah and you're helping out gino you you didn't get a quarterback you didn't put any pressure behind him and you're helping to ride him out for i mean they have him i think it was a three-year contract in today's nfl it's more like a one-year deal and so you ride it out with him and you see what more production you can get from him i like it a lot cardinals they then traded up again with the Lions, I don't know what they gave up in that one, for uh, pick six, and they got themselves an offensive tackle. They only traded um, the 96 pick, the 12th pick, and, oh, wait, sorry. They de- all right, to the Detroit Lions for number 122. Is this like a later? No, okay, they traded up. All right, I meant that first round. Whatever. Anyways, they trade up. They get themselves an offensive tackle. Yeah, they move down. To 12, and they sent the Detroit Lions pick 81 and a second round. What the car? All right, I'm sorry. I'm totally losing it. Cardinals get the did prep for this. (laughs) As you could tell. As you could tell, I prepped for it. Uh, Anyways, whatever the hell the package is, they got up. They're taking Paris Johnson. I like him. He's a, a big boy. Help out Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray probably can't see over him. You you get more you get more assets by trading down beforehand and you're you're losing some trading up but you still have a lot of assets they got a young team and this is a guy a cornerstone on the offensive line to build around. They netted a first round pick, twenty twenty four first round pick. Yes, yes. Make things super simple. Yep. But yeah, I mean this was another one that like this is probably what they wanted to begin with. They probably could have given three if they didn't want the defender. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, no, no complaints if I'm a Cardinals fan for this. Yep. Going to the Raiders. Tyree Wilson going to the Raiders. Um, this was another one. Kind of fell right in their laps. They, I, I like this pick. 
the it's funny because they were taught they were talking about him and Michael Mayer, and they're like, and now Jimmy G. They're like the Vegas Raiders are the handsomest team in the NFL. Because apparently is, is Wilson, Wilson a handsome looking guy. Apparently he's a handsome looking look guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a handsome looking guy. Good. Yeah, he's yeah. sharp. He's a sharp fella. So they Not get the, him the, the the Meyer hair, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they don't have Meyer looks like dude, I guess Meyer looks like a sculpt, like a like a sculpture, you know, like that's what his hair and like face reminds me of, like some some yes. ancient Greece guy sculpted him. <laughs> um, all right, let's just go on before things get a little weird. Yeah, exactly. All right, B. John Robinson to the Atlanta Falcons. Did you like this pick, or do you think it was a reach? I don't know if it was a reach, but I don't, also don't know if that was like need for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if they had already scratched Jalen Carter off that they didn't really want him. And I don't get expecting, it. Expecting Tyree Wilson or Weatherspoon maybe didn't get those. Those guys went earlier than they thought maybe, and they were like, all right, well, this is the best skill player in the draft. Let's just go get him. I don't I, hate it. I just I guess if you're going best player and that's who their best player was, fair enough, but I, I was surprised by it. I just don't get how you can be picking in the top 10 every single year and you keep drafting offensive players. <laughs> At some point, Especially something has to change. Back, and it's like, we've talked so much about running back just not being a position need. And it's like, here's the team that is struggled in the draft basically mm-hmm. and then right it's like they don't learn from it well and it's i don't it, know like maybe he's maybe he's the best running back in the league this year and there's a possibility of it maybe not next year but a couple following yeah. years and there's it, it it makes sense i mean they had Derek arthur smith had Derek henry and uh johnu smith and aj brown during his time in Tennessee. So now they have Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan Robinson, kind of like the younger versions of all of them. But I, just to me is when you could produce a thousand yard rusher off an undrafted guy last year and you have Cordell Patterson, I don't, I see more value in taking a defensive guy here, but that's what they went for. And there we're going to have to, we're going to have to see it. This offense, it, it, be, it better light up the world. This offense better light up the world. It has a, a first round pick everywhere you look. And that's it. Like the other thing is, regardless of who they get and how well they perform, it's still the success of the offense hinges on Ritter. Oh yeah, that yeah. piece that has to perform. And normally, that's I mean, the, like Robinson is a dynamic player, but I don't know how much he's going to change this offense. Yeah, it all it all depends on Ritter. And maybe I'm oh. being hypercritical and uh, a little more, maybe a little bit of a hypocrite because I'm always like, just try to put your quarterback in the best position, especially when they're young. So. They are doing that, um, but I just I could have seen could have seen someone else. and with the, all the other guys falling, maybe it was just like this is the best guy on the board by a mile. Let's just take him. Yeah, and again, like if that's your draft board, and I never hate that strategy, especially picking in the top ten. Like just get the guy that you like the most, mm-hmm. uh, and and like at the end of the day, what do we know? Yeah, exactly. I have faith in Arthur Smith. So. Speaking of getting the, the guy man. that you want the most, the Philadelphia Eagles trade up one pick with the Chicago Bears and 
all hell breaks loose. Jalen Carter is now a Philadelphia Eagle. He is going in with the rest of the Georgia boys that they drafted. They drafted Nolan Smith with the 30th pick. He fell all the way to 30. They took him too. They got Kelly Ringo in the next round. They are just rebuilding this Georgia national team, national championship team, sorry. And, I mean, I, I hate the Eagles, but I love it. Like, this yeah, is like, that, that's how you build a team. Like, this is how it's you like build a team. Scenario. Mm-hmm. And with talking about all the guys they lost in free agency and how they're going to be a different team next year, it, they're still the best team. They're the best roster in the NFL. And mm-hmm. they, they are poised to win this next Super Bowl. I feel like it's overblown how much they actually ended up losing. Yeah. The offseason. Yeah. It was well, going into the offseason, it was like they're going to lose all these people. I felt like they actually were able to resign a decent amount of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they got. And you just replaced D line in the draft. Yep. You got CJ Gardner Johnson back there, right? And you got James Bradbury back there. And you got Darius Slay back there. So now you just have a bunch of young pieces to fit with them and grow with them. So they're they going to be the, uh, the, the best team in the NFL, which sucks. Uh, Bears Titans really quickly. I like the, both their picks. They need offensive line. They got offensive line. The worst pick in the first round, number twelve, the Detroit <laughs> Lions take running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. The Detroit Lions were here poised with the sixth pick and the twenty eighteenth pick, and they screwed up both of them. Traded down. They they, they got a running back with the twelfth overall pick. They then had flipped their running back who was good and people liked to the Eagles. Cause of course the Eagles and now, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what they're doing here. It's like, again, like you went running back early a few years ago with Deandre Swift and it didn't work. Just cut your losses. You don't have to draft another one in the first round. And they just got, I, uh, I, I don't know. They just got the guy, the, the guy from Gibbs. the bears. Who's good. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Running back is just so easy to find. How the hell are you spending a 12th pick on one? <laughs> especially when you trade down. I know, and especially when, like, it's everyone like, was saying... These assets. It's like, why is the top pick that you're going to use for running back? And everyone was saying after, like, before this draft, like, if the Lions kill this draft, like, they're, they're Super Bowl contenders. They are in, in contention for the NFC. And I just, I, I like the rest of their picks. A little bit of eighteen. I don't really like eighteen that much, Jack Campbell. But they they had they had a good day two and three. But this this first pick was was pretty bad. It was very strange. It was at least it was very strange. I also speaking of picks, I didn't like Green Bay Packers doing Packer things, taking a developmental pass rusher who their the comp was like his highest comp was like Preston Smith, who was already on the team. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't like that pick. They're set to turn 31 years old. Van Ness will work in rotation with him. It should be considered his eventual replacement. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fine, I guess. Uh, you just signed Jordan Love to one-year extension. I think that, again, we've been saying it the whole time, that they never gave Rodgers a receiver. Like, now that you have your new guy, probably get him some more help at receiver, maybe. I remember the podcast where we listed depth chart at receiver, and it's shockingly bad. 
yeah, maybe those guys step up, but I don't know. It seemed like a spot where you didn't have to reach for a receiver, or you could have traded down. Uh, it do either of those things. Their next two picks were Luke Musgrave, tight end that I like, and Jalen Reed, which I don't know much about Jalen Reed, but he's a wide receiver. So they did end up drafting, uh, and uh, they got Tucker Craft too, another tight end. So they ended up getting guys to help him out and another wide receiver. So they kept doing that. They they did they did get some help. But it just, I, I don't know. I think Luke's Van Ness kind of a reach. I definitely agree there. All right. Now it's, uh, it, do you want to just, I mean, I, Pat's traded down. Steelers traded up. They got Broderick Jones. I wasn't happy when it happened. I, uh, I saw Christian Gonzalez was still there. And I was just like, <sighs> bite the bullet and take him. But they ended up getting him at 17. So we'll get to that after we talk about the Commanders. But Steelers get Broderick Jones, help out the offensive line. That was a mess last year. A good tackle that I like. Uh, Jets, major reach for Will McDonald. I didn't really like that pick. I didn't understand it. Um, but I guess just boostering a, a defense that is already pretty good. Now the commanders. Wasn't that a reach, too? Who? Donald pick. I was shocked when they took him. McDonald? Shocked, but... Oh, I was shocked. Like yeah, that's a reach. Like, yeah, I was. I I had no idea who that guy was. That was uh, that was definitely a reach. Uh, yeah, Commanders pick. Gonzalez was still there. I assumed that's who they were going with because he fell right into their lap. I don't know. We're. Oh no! Can't lose. Past the point wait, where wait, I just wait, touch wait. Ron. Every does. Sorry, you got cut off right at the commander's time. So, what I what I heard is that you're you're losing faith in Ron. Uh, yeah, well, it it used to be like whatever he does, let's just trust him. Obvious reasons, it's it's hard to keep that mindset. Mm-hmm. But they've drafted okay. Like the Davis pick was not good. That was a reach. The Dotson pick was also a reach, but he was excellent. I love Dotson. I don't know what to think. They, they kind of they're they have their board and they stick to it, which mm-hmm. is fine. And if they had obviously they had Forbes ranked ahead of Gonzalez, and they've watched a little bit more football than me, so I can't hate it too much. It just seems like you could have gotten him a little bit lower, um, just a little bit small. But that's like the only see the only criticism of him. Yeah, also so- has long arms. He, uh, when I was listening to a, a draft pod this whole offseason, they referred to Emmanuel Forbes as Flat Stanley because when he turns I don't, I don't over, like he looks 2D. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Um, I don't know. I don't like, I don't think he's a bad player, but I was very excited that he picked, they picked him. I was pumped because, uh, Christian Gonzalez mm. fell right to the Pats. Um, you texted me afterwards. You said there's got to be something wrong with Christian Gonzalez. So that well, he was the eighth ranked prospect and he fouled at 17. No, it makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 there there has to be something that the other teams didn't like about him for him to fall this far. So I don't know. I like him. All the film that I've been seeing, everyone in Patriots Nation is very hype. But I mean, I'm all sure that matters. Are. All that matters is what happens on the field. So we'll uh, we'll see. We desperately needed a corner though. Uh, I'm glad we have a big, lanky corner that uh, 
that helps out the the defensive backs and our defensive backfield is is looking pretty good so we'll uh we'll see how those work out it'll be a good little battle between us to see forbes versus gonzalez how they do mm-hmm. their rookie season but, uh, that's yeah that's like a, a long term wise bowl yes exactly exactly it'll be hilarious if they're both terrible they're just <laughs> t- awful but uh oh i mean if, if i go down i, I want to bring you down right with me <laughs> i will actively root against christian gonzalez if emmanuel forbes is a bust <laughs> uh just to make myself feel better do you want to hear a uh a scouts analysis or this is uh mike Girardi, who i guess is a nfl guy that asked personnel exact scouts from five different teams their thoughts about why Gonzalez fell. Here are the reasons: lack of physicality, not just in the run game. Concerns about play big games. It was bad against Georgia this year, which left a mark. And then two of the personnel guys wondered if Gonzalez has the competitive spirit to go from good to great. So, Oof. suck it. That's not very good. <laughs> um, all right. It's well, also five scouts out of like hundreds. Yeah, out of all the hundreds. Yeah, you're right. So he was a consensus top ten guy. It'll be it'll be interesting to like, see. Like I those feel like we would have heard about those things beforehand, but it's it's almost like guys are picking stuff up after to explain it. Could be, Def, definitely could be. So uh, the next, let's just run run through the rest. The rest of the surprises. We already talked about Jackson with the Jigba. Then the wide receiver ran. Uh, the the run on wide receivers came in. I don't like the Chargers getting Quentin Johnson. I think he's like the same thing as Mike Williams. Uh, they just got Mike Williams too. And then Zay Flowers went to the Ravens. Yeah, I would have. Ta- I mean, I like Zay Flowers too. I think uh, Zay Flowers is. I mean, it might be a Marquise Marquise Brown type deal with the Ravens, but hopefully they can put him in a, a good position to win. Uh, Jordan Addison went right after to. The Minnesota Vikings. So these four wide receivers. That was are, kind of a weird pick. Like yeah, he's going receiver. I don't know. Like all the a lot of the mocks had them going either quarterback or like trading up for a quarter one of the top quarterbacks or a uh, wide receiver. And I didn't. I guess because yeah. they lost Thielen. I guess that's why. But I yeah. I guess you don't really have a number two there. Uh, your boy. Their defense was just so bad. So. Yeah, they definitely Maybe need some go. defense help. Defense. Yeah, my boy. Hate to see him end up in New York. Uh, Good spot sucks. for him, though. New York needed him. Yes. Yeah, I can't really root for him. No, no, you can't really root for him, which sucks. Uh, just I'm, I just want to run through these last couple ones. So, Bills, they traded up. They got Dalton Kincaid. Uh, they said, screw it. All the wide receivers went. Let's just take a tight end. That'll help us out. Uh, I like that pick. I think that they... I mean, we, we talked about how they, they need a, another threat, another guy to help out Josh Allen in the playoffs. So, like that pick for the Bills. Cowboys, you know anything about this guy, Mozzie Smith? Not really. I remember you, having him at the end of my mock draft. I don't remember. I, like, when, when he came, I was kind of surprised. I don't really know much about this guy. And with Brian Breezy and Miles Murphy right there, I don't know about this one. I don't know either. Um, because he needed interior help more, and like an edge guy. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Yeah, I guess so. The uh, 
So then Jags get an offensive tackle. We talked about it. That was a, a good spot for them, taking a, taking a nice offensive tackle. Trading down and getting assets to then take one. I like it. Bengals getting Miles Murphy. Like that a lot. Help out. Try to try to stop Mahomes anytime you can, every time they face him. Uh, trying to get a guy on that edge to, to really set the tone against uh, the Chiefs and, and, and everyone else, of course. Uh, Saints, I mean, mm. we knew they were taking a D-tackle. They needed a D-tackle. They got Brian Breezy. Um, Nolan Smith, we already talked about, ended up in Philly because, of course, the NFL just hates everyone but the Eagles, I guess. Just <laughs> wants them to get every good first-round pick. And then the last pick of the first round was Felix and Uke Uzama. I don't know who he is. I, I hadn't heard of him. <laughs> But it let Joey Porter Jr. fall perfectly to the Kansas or to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's back where his dad played. It's like a perfect fit there, match made in heaven almost. Um, mm. And then like going at seventeen. That's I know, I know. I so. thought he wasn't going to make it past fourteen. So that's a great value for them at at thirty two. And to I mean, just for just think about it. Him, they basically got Joey Porter for. Uh, Chase Claypool. You do that 10 times out of 10. Yeah, you'll take that. Uh, Titans, they got Will Levis. They got a guy that people thought they'd have to trade up to 3-4 at 33. There's uh, there's definitely something wrong with him. But... <laughs> <laughs> Matt Miller's NFL comp is Carson Wentz. Ooh. So, Ooh. I guess you could say that's something that's wrong with him. Yeah. yeah Although that's... the comps mean nothing, of course, but I like to overreact about them and that's not great yeah i mean will levis so i i do like the titans getting him in the second round uh you don't have to trade up any assets i mean i guess they did trade up technically in this second round to get him but you didn't have to give up anything for a first round pick a top 10 pick anything like that uh you got him some offensive tackle help in the first round you get some more help or you get him in the second round i mean it's not like he's in the worst spot in the world other comparisons i saw was ryan Tannehill. So. You're going in with maybe maybe just conveying the playbook to him, you know, like this is a, a pat. We'll we'll have you sit the bench for a year, and then we'll see how you do as a starter in 2024. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So they don't, don't need that. it this year. No, no, they don't need it next year. So I don't uh I don't hate that. It would be interesting to see if Tannehill does get uh moved around. Maybe at some point in the season, maybe a quarterback gets injured. Um, maybe he just gets cut they save money i don't know but that'll be an interesting camp to see if levis gets the starting job or not i'm i'm guessing not but uh it'll be definitely interesting for sure all right other picks that you you, you liked either on the on the commanders or just in general uh well one that i didn't like was our second round pick who do you guys get in the second round safety in the second round uh, Octavius Martin from Illinois. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. You went deep back in the first round, and then like you have two young safeties already, and then you draft another safety in the second round, and you had like plenty of linemen that you could have taken. You had Cody Marsh was on the board, Aaron Torrance was on the board. I don't I don't know what the game plan is there. I would yeah. love to be enlightened. Definitely a weird one there. The I guess Brian Branch went right two picks above him, so that kind of blows. So 
at, yeah, I was saying how much I like Brian Branch. I thought he would be a first round pick, but Lions getting him at, at 45 was a good deal. Yeah, they was just, they, they, the, the Lions really did. Like, I like Sam Laporta. I heard good things about him out of any Tennessee out of, or tight end out of Iowa is, is good. Um, Brian Branch, I like a lot too. They got uh, Hendon Hooker later in the later in the rounds. People were mocking them. They I trade that one. Yeah, that was great. I didn't have it, or I had it in the first round, but I had Lions getting them. So, yeah, I like that a lot. It, it's that. exactly where because I remember Ethan was talking. We were at, Ethan asked us, "Do you think Hendon goes in the first round?" And I said, "No way." Um, and I yeah. think this is the perfect spot to take Hendon Hooker. So I like that a lot. You have him sitting the bench for for Jared Goff for a year, and then if he's healthy or, I mean, maybe you stick with Jared Goff, it, who cares? You know, it's a third-round pick. So I like that a lot. Um, the Pats, I, I like their draft. I thought a lot of people were, were hating on it. Keon White, he looked pissed when he was drafted. Did you see that? Oh, I did not see that. He looked pissed. like unbelievably mad i don't know if that's hopefully it's not because he's going to the patriots but i'm guessing it was because he was in the second round and fell a little bit in the second round but that guy out of georgia tech i like the edge threat add more depth to the edge um add some younger guys to the 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 edge um they got some linemen they got your your boy chad rylan tell me anything about chad kicker I don't really know. I think he's a good kicker, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. All right, all weird, I need to know. Weird to draft kickers. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I know. They dra- and they traded up in the fourth to draft him. Traded up, which was weird. But it's a Patriots move. Very Ho- interesting. Hopefully it works out. Hopefully he's not like an anti-Semitic, like the last kicker we traded up for. But, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a pretty low bar, so I, I hope that happens. Uh, yeah. But... My favorite Patriots pick was Kayshawn Booty at LSU, wide receiver. Booty. Booty. That's how you pronounce it. It's not Bootay, it's Booty. And uh, so Booty was supposed to be a uh, first-round pick at the beginning of the year. Some off-the-field stuff, uh, apparently some character issues. But now he comes to New England, is in the sixth round. I like it a lot. So... Hopefully, hopefully, you know, he pans out and he's that guy that we saw in LSU. Yeah, I mean, like we've pretty well documented the Patriots receiver albums for, for many years now. Show. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I helped. Wait a minute. He was the sex party guy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a sex party guy. He he was he was the guy that with the co- wasn't he like there having a, I I don't know if he's a I don't think he's a pervert. He's, he's just, like the recruiting assistant and one of the assistant coaches. It was a weird weird thing. Yeah, it was a weird LSU problem, and, and that's he didn't play the bowl game. No, and that's why he declared for the draft too. He's like, I just gotta get out of here. Yeah. Like that's why I just gotta get out of here. So hopefully none of that shenanigans happens in New England. I'm guessing Bill Belichick won't won't look too fondly on that, but. Kind of a steal for him to land up in the sixth round, uh, or you know, or not, or it's a it's just another sixth round guy that plays a couple minutes and does nothing. So I don't know. Lot of lot of reward, very little risk. I like it. I also I hate how the Dolphins had a good draft. They didn't even have a first round pick, and they had a good draft. I like. I mean, they got Devon A Chain, a super fast running back out of Texas A and M, uh, just to add more speed because. Apparently, they just need more speed. And then they got my boy, 
Um, they got my boy in the second round. What's God? I'm trying to think of his name right now, and I can't think of it. Uh, Cam Smith got my boy out of South Carolina. Line up next to Jalen Ramsey. Um, God, I hate the Dolphins, but I love it. Every team that you don't like is having a good draft. They, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. If... The Jets, I guess. I don't think the Jets made any splashes. No, nah, no, nah. but they got Rodgers, of course. So that's something. I don't know. It seems like every team, hey, yeah. every team this year is like, even this draft. Like you were talking about how everyone gave everyone an A. I think just so many people fell, mm-hmm. and they just like, like the Bengals got Jordan Battle in the third round. I think that's a great, great pick. They got uh someone. My wise guy. Jordan Battle. DJ oh Turner. yeah, yeah. No, DJ Turner. Yeah, yeah. The Bengals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they got your wise guy. Down. Where did my so? I cheated and Who I was got, your wise guy. I had I Washington. Wash. I had Darnell Washington that went to the Steelers, which uh, I think that's a good place for him. I mean, they needed a tight end. I had them taking him at pick thirty-two, so they mm-hmm. got him in the second round. Cedric Tillman was my my guy that wasn't from South Carolina or Darnell Washington, and he went to the Cleveland Browns, where I think that's a good pick for him too. He went right after his boy Jalen Hyatt. They went back to back, so that's kind of cool. And that's such a bust, Jalen Hyatt, the Giants. Oh, I know. They, it's, it's literally like Kadarius it, Tony. He's got Kadarius Tony again. <laughs> so uh, they better be excited for that. Um, who else did I have? My oh, my last guy went to the Colts, Darius Rush, and he went late yeah. uh, in the fifth round, and I like that a lot too because I was trying to name like Indiana. Corner, cornerbacks and i just like couldn't name any of them so that was a that was a yeah, wait, wait where did cam smith end up cam smith ended up with the dolphins oh wow yeah so not very excited about that but excited i mean he's in a good spot excited to see him play but i it's not not rootability um all right Takeaways from the draft? I mean, any I, like I, I we could just go pick by pick and talk about all like a bunch of these guys, but you know, a lot of it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Eagles like everyone's just sucking them off. It feels like yeah. Do you see that NFL and execs were mad, teams. mad about They're how much people like were yeah getting too much hype? It's like maybe be I'd be pissed. I, well, my my theory is just be like Harry Roseman then and get good picks. <laughs> like I I don't know is that is that stupid of me to say like just get better picks, do do smarter things and you can be paired to higher. <laughs> that ugh, that pissed me off. The oh actually the last thing I want to talk about with the draft is there was two mindsets from two different teams going into the draft. The Eagles mindset was. Let's get every defender from the national championship team that won. And then the Chargers mindset was let's get every national championship team or every offensive player from the national championship team that lost. I don't let bold strategy. Let's see if it works out for them. But uh, yeah, so the Chargers get Max Duggan. They got um, Quentin Johnson the first round, and then they got another wide receiver. Uh, Darius Davis in the fourth round. So I don't know. I guess if I, I like, I'm, 
whatever. But I think that's a a pretty bold strategy to to pick the guys that got their butt whooped in, um, <laughs> in the national championship game. I mean, they still made it there. That's true. Yeah, they made it there, and they and you could say, oh, well, it's, it's the second best team in the college. So I guess that's a good good argument there. Yeah, I do. Before we go, I mean, before we move on. I do like Stenson Bennett to the Rams. I feel like once Matthew Stafford gets hurt in the middle of the year, Stenson Bennett's just going to slide right in. We're not going to even know the difference. Yes. Wait, fourth round? Yeah, fourth round. I, didn't, I was so like disconnected from draft this weekend, which I'm usually not. Mm-hmm. Like Some of these are surprising to me. And crazy. Kicker got drafted before him, though. Yeah, but we were talking like we're kind of going undrafted. Yeah, Ethan was talking about him going. I told I told you he wasn't going going to go undrafted. He wasn't going to go undrafted. Um, but I'm thinking like seventh round. Yeah, fourth does seem a little high, but they 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 said afterwards that they they loved him, so they got their guess. They got their guy. I guess they got yeah. I don't think anyone else was in like a rush. No, I don't think I so don't, at all. I kind of like Aiden O'Connell from Purdue going to the Raiders at the end of the fourth round. Their quarterback. They were like a pretty effective passing offense. Huh? I didn't even I didn't even see that. Yeah. Hmm. That uh. Snuck in there. Yeah, he did sneak in there. I've never seen this guy. Have uh, dude? Have, do you see his mustache? O'Connell. Yeah. His mustache makes him look like a baller. I like the pick now. He seems like he belongs in Vegas. Kind of what? I lost you. He's just like, it looks like Zach Eady. He does kind of look like Zach He's just like smushed down a little bit. Yeah. He does. That is a, that's a, that's an interesting pick. I don't know. I'm sure we'll, we'll never see him on the field, but anyways. Well, I like it. All right, is it time to move on? It sucks doing the draft this like late because it's like we just got to run through everything. Yeah, so it's like there's not there wasn't a lot of structure. Like yeah, what were you saying? I was just gonna say I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Commanders draft. That's my my final takeaway. Is that I like how they went line in the on two or I guess three that would be. Then they like they got another defensive end and a running back and then another defensive end. So I don't know. Yeah, the it's running weird. back's weird. Running back. They weird. just can't. They can't not take a running back. Yeah, they do. They every need to take time. a quarter. I mean, take need to take a running back every time. No, they they did have a weird draft. I mean, you're right. Two two edges late. The offensive offensive line was nice, but uh. Yeah, that that definitely a weird draft. It seemed like they could have done more, uh, like maybe a backup quarterback, maybe uh, I don't know. Something. They did. All right. Well, Brissett's the backup quarterback. That's true. You have the best backup quarterback in the league. Yeah. Do you see the Pats before we move on? Signed, uh, Malik Cunningham, Lamar too. Oh, I undrafted free agent. That. Yeah. He's got him as an offensive or undrafted free agent. They gave him a a pretty lucrative deal for an undrafted free agent. So I don't know if that really? like there's there's rumors that 
he might be the next Edelman. He said he's open to switching positions. Um, maybe they run him as a backup quarterback. Maybe they run him at wide receiver. We'll see. But don't hate it. Definitely don't hate it. All right. Time to talk some NBA playoffs. Something we can really, you know, something we have actual opinions on and not just, eh, we'll see what happens here. But we'll start it off with last night's game. Celtics lose in horrific fashion yet again. Completely collapsed. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the Suns and Nuggets. The Suns come back from down 0-2. I guess we can talk about the Celtics, though. Let me just get it out of the way. <laughs> this game sucked. This game sucked. <laughs> Derek White was doing nothing. Michael, Michael Bra- Malcolm Brogdon was doing good until the fourth quarter until he completely just threw it to Tyrese Maxey right at the end of the, the possession. Uh, Jalen, uh, T- Jason Tatum was good until crunch time. Jalen Brown really couldn't hit any. I mean, he couldn't hit much. It just when like when you're shooting the field goal percentage so well, like at halftime they were shooting seventy five percent and they were up by four. There was no defense the it's whole crazy. game. Crazy, like I didn't. <laughs> no, there was not by either team really, and James Harden just reverted. Like that was Houston James Rock James. Harden that we saw and it was honestly I didn't realize that it could have been my biggest fear and now it's my biggest fear you're gonna get that Harden for a full series I don't know I didn't think we were gonna get this this Harden for one game so I mean I didn't think he'd be able to do anything I thought like oh Harden Maxi Maxi's gonna have to get like 35 you know Tobias Harris gonna have to get a ton and Harden's going to have to get, like, 20-something. James Harden just put the team on his back, 45, and I know they only won by four, but they don't have Embiid, and now the home field advantage goes to them. I mean, game I know game seven's in Boston, but they, if they just take care of business at home, they win the series. Uh, the Celtics need to get their head out of their ass. This ain't a joke anymore. Like, this needs to stop happening. The, every series so far, or every game so far, it's like they start out and they think they're just going to blow out the team by 20 and they don't play. Like, I swear to God, there wasn't a play ran that whole fucking second half. It wasn't a play run. And there was just no urgency from the Boston Celtics. And it, it pissed me off. It made me, it made me so mad. When Tatum has 39, you shouldn't lose ever. But I guess Harden got 45. So, you know, that candles out to each other. I, dude. I don't even know what to say. They sneak get their head out of their ass. The Marcus Smart possession at the end of the game. It's almost like a microcosm. Which one? The second half. Which like one? The last possession. There was like four of them that were awful. I mean, every single possession in that last five minutes was shit. It was absolute bogus. It, it, oh, my God. I mean, Tatum was just going to the – like. He was just going to the rim and flopping and uh, then not finishing the layup and tr- looking for foul calls, just like it was in the finals last year. And it's like, dude, just attack the rim, shoot your threes, shoot some mid-range. For God's sake, shoot some mid-range. And just make sure they go in. Don't worry about the the call, the foul that's going to happen or whatever. I mean, holy shit. We had Sam Hauser out there for five minutes doing nothing. Grant Williams out there getting cardio for four minutes. And I was excited actually, to see him out. There. I was too. I was like, "Great, Grant Williams is out there. Like, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get the tires going." I, God, man, they had Paul Reed at center and got 13 rebounds against us. 
Ball, ball. He also got chewed out on the bench. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. I don't know what he was getting chewed out for. PJ Tucker. But PJ Tucker went off on him. I mean, Smart Smart played terrible. Derek White played terrible. Jalen Brown did not play up to his standards. So there is some things to point at and be like, those are things can improve. But if they don't take this seriously, the the Sixers are going to advance. And I like I don't know. I just I have I have very little faith in my Boston Celtics anymore. Through one game, you're already like that was bad. Safe. That was bad. You think it's it's what they needed? Maybe maybe they just needed a wake up call. Like you're not playing the Hawks anymore. The wake up call was having to go to Game Six. The wake up call was Trey Young hitting yes. in your face. That was the wake up call. It's like the same game. It was like the same game. It was a complete and utter collapse. Wasn't as big of a meltdown, I don't think, because at least it was like kind of back and forth at the end. The Hawks, they were up, but they were up eight with like four minutes left. Um, I don't know. The Harden thing is concerning, and he's been he's been so off and on throughout the playoffs so far. Like he's had games where we're like, "Is this the Rockets Harden?" And then like the next game, he puts up like with 18 the floor so i don't know it's like it's very hit or miss but if you can get that harden for four or five games out of the seven then it could be trouble yeah and maybe my... it was just like a it could have just been a one-time thing like and beads out and they need somebody to step up and maybe he actually on that. it's not on him all the time and then he gets one game to be the guy not all the pressure is on him because Embiid's not even out of the series but yeah yeah, we'll see and there's with me there is some hope when it comes to they had 16 turnovers i mean you're not going to win a game when you have 16 turnovers compared to the other team having six so that Mm -hmm. needs to get get cut down so just they they need joe missoula to coach that's what they need because right now they're just players out there playing on the floor they need a stable coach in there, and I hope to God Joe Mazzulla can put a game plan together for game two. Because now game two is a must win. Can't lose both at home. Can't be mm. down 0-2 going to Philly. So Yeah, no. And there's many, I mean, this could just be an overreaction on my point. Maybe, you know, maybe the Celtics bring it to him tomorrow at eight. But uh it, I mean, every day is back to back. I mean, or sorry, every other day is a game. So they, they're gonna have to put in their full effort and grind their heart out and hopefully that's a dub for the Celtics who's generally a healthier team seems like a healthier team a lot of younger players instead of uh an aging Harden but if Harden gets this as you said for two to three more games this series it's gonna be trouble I would not be too worried the like the biggest issue is that you now have to win game two at home but then it's like then it's a five game series uh yes you lost home court but all you have to do is win one in philly to get that back yeah and they could definitely win one in philly Done before yeah it's not it's not impossible uh and maybe it was just like hey we have the sixers number they're at all like the past three years you know there's not even any Embiid, and they just didn't think that this game was going to be the hardened game but they better not think of that ever again and i i, I just hate that i see so little effort 
That's what bothers me. Mm. Is so little effort. All right, you want to move on to the next game of the day? Could, well, or, or, uh, the last thing I'll say is there could be a reality in which they are like gassed. Made a finals run last year. You didn't have you had your whole team basically healthy all year, and in all the games, um, you know it's hard to go back. Hard to make back to back finals runs. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes sense. Um, that's definitely a possibility. I don't see how they're twenty, what, twenty five and twenty six years old. They're two best players. How they could ha- possibly be already gassed from playing so much basketball? But you know that is a possibility. Maybe they were gassed and just thought maybe we could take this one a little bit easier. No Embiid, mm. um, you know. So I, I like that. I am I'm losing hope, but of course, as you said, there's there's plenty of games left to play, and they're mm. gonna they're, they got to take care of business tomorrow. If they lose tomorrow, I'm done. They're not going to win the finals. And I'm almost to the point, like, I'm so close to just, they're not going to win the finals. Like, that's what I'm at. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that mentality. You know, the, they were the favorite. They were plus 130 going into the series to win the NBA finals. Their team was, like, better than plus 500 for them. But they need to actually perform like it. I know. I know. Be projections all year long. The guy actually performed like it. Win, it's win game two, and you're fine. I know, and I know that it, that's just where I'm at. That's just where where my head is. That's I'm I'm a biased playoff watcher, so that's that's where I'm at right now. And I hate how it's, it's impossible not to be. Yeah, yeah, it is impossible not to be. Um, all right, Suns now down o two to the Denver Nuggets. They had a poor the... performance by Kevin Durant this game. Uh, and they had a pretty good game from Devin Booker. But if you don't have him and Devin Booker lighten it up, the team's not good enough. That's just how it is. Like, they, they have to win all these games. If they're going to win more playoff series and maybe the NBA championship, they need Kevin Durant and Devin Booker scoring at least 30 a game. If they don't have that, they're not going to come close. Yeah, I mean, obviously the box score doesn't tell the whole story, but the Suns, it gives you a pretty good idea of what the issue is, and it's the same issue that we've talked about since we previewed the playoffs, and that's that there's no depth. Like, if you have an off night from Durant, you're basically screwed. You have Booker that's going to put up points every night, and then maybe he's just too old. He's been like a non-factor in the first two games. It is encouraging to see the Nuggets actually play defense. Yeah, and well, and it's it's easy to play defense against Josh Okoge and Damian Lee and Campaign, Torian Craig, Bismack Biombo. Like these guys are clowns. These are not NBA players that should be playing in the playoffs. They they don't have they they don't have the depth. And as you said, the Nuggets played good defense. Um, Jamal Murray had an off game and it didn't, didn't matter too much. Jokic put up big numbers, 39, 16. And they're, they're just, I mean, like, I'm surprised that Christian Brown off the bench didn't go off or Jeff Green didn't go off. Cause they can't defend wing players unless it's Kevin Durant on them. 
So they're yeah. The Suns have a, a handful ahead of them because they the, the Nuggets only scored ninety seven points, and that's not going to last throughout the whole series. They're going to be scoring more more than that as they did in Game One. So it, it it's looking. If I'm a Suns fan, I'm not. I'm I have less hope than of course less hope than my Celtics do right now. But I'm not. I'm not looking looking very f- fond about this series. I think it could be sweet. No, not at all. Um, well, let's see. Like, see what happens when they get back to Phoenix. Maybe it's like these role players when they play at home, like they'll have more confidence, a little more energy. I, I, Chris Paul, I feel like is the bigger issue though. For me, he's just done. It's almost like like Durant has taken over the team, and I'm wondering if it's been like more detrimental than it has positive for them Zion, like he just commands the ball so much when he's not on and it's almost like the same problem that the nets had when they had rant and harden and irving like it didn't work at all and i think durant deserves some of the blame for that yeah durant can't hit only be... two threes that's just not yeah. that how it works i mean he needs to he needs to get if he's taken as you said if he's taken the control of this team he needs to actually take control and actually take uh, responsibility mm. of of this team and scoring points. And I mean, it's a lot on Kevin Durant's plate. You got to give him that. And they also traded a lot of their depth for Kevin Durant. So it's going to be. I mean, let's not talk off season yet, but it's going to be interesting to see how they build the rest of this team around them with the off season of Kevin Durant and see what happens to Chris Paul. Because as you said, it Chris Paul has not been a factor this game. Even his uh, like he had six assists, but he you know we can he can get more. He's the point god. Come on now. So he and even if he's not scoring, which he hasn't been, he needs to be a bigger impact on this team. Well, I even know, like he's not healthy either. No. We'll see if he's like actually hurt to the point where he's gonna miss games. But even if he's not, old man with a hamstring injury is not good. It's never good. Um, groin, I guess, not hamstring. Any of his injuries, yeah. It was a, it was a groin, I believe. I found that they said he was uh, questionable for game two. So, but that he, Chris Paul's going to be injured in the playoffs. Like that's, that's what you got to expect when you're when you're going in and you're the Phoenix Suns. But I, it would just, it would suck. It would be so unfortunate for another team to make a move for Kevin Durant and have it not work out. <laughs> It's like this is in terms of star power. This is easily the most talented team in the NBA. Yeah, star wise. Oh, like well, like this is the team that probably expected to win the finals the most out of any team. You know what you name we haven't talked about? And Chris Paul. What name we haven't mentioned at all, and is another factor for for why they're down is DeAndre Ayton. He has been a nothing. Yeah. He's been a nothing this whole series. Did you see the clip that went viral of Game One when Jokic is just? him and Durant are fighting for a rebound and just they keep fighting, they keep fighting. They like the Jokic keeps putting it up and keeps getting the rebound. And Deandre Ayton is standing off the court on the, like on the, the baseline, just watching it happen. How do you do? How do you, I just don't understand how he's the first, he was the first overall pick and hasn't improved at all and doesn't have that chip on his shoulder to, to want to improve. It seems like I, I don't get, like he was, he was the problem in their finals run too, when they did make it to the finals. So 
they they need more out of him to become the the team that they want to be, and they haven't gotten it. There's always been like something off about Aiden. And this isn't great analysis because I don't really know how to describe it. It's like, I remember when in the off season, and it was like we didn't even know if he was gonna stay mm-hmm. in Phoenix or not. It was like they kind of like they needed him to stay, but it's like he's not that great for number one pick. He's supposed to be a little better than he was, and like he was awesome the playoffs the year they made the finals, and then felt like something just went awry there. Not sure what it was, but you're right. Like that's another factor that I haven't really heard people criticizing him for because he's the fourth notable player on this team. Like he's supposed to be a superstar. He's not. Yeah, they picked him over Luca. I mean, this is a guy that uh I mean he is he's a, a good center that you need, but he needs to be a great center. And yeah. I, I think the the thing that you were describe like the thing that you were talking about is he looks like a 40-year-old man. That, that's his issue. He looks like he has two grandkids. He does, yeah, that's his issue. And he needs to stop playing like he's 40 years old and start playing like he's 25 or whatever, however old he is. 24. Yeah. So he still has, I mean, he still has a long career ahead of him, but... 24. It, yeah, it is crazy that he's 24. Must have been drafted at like 19. But... Yeah, well, I'm Anyways, sure he was. Needs to uh needs to play better. So, Sunday gave gave us the best two words in uh in basketball, game 7. Game 7 versus Kings and the Warriors uh in Sacramento. Sadly, the beam was not lit and that was due to a 50 burger from Steph Curry. Uh Steph was just everywhere in this game. It was him and Looney just controlled the whole game. <laughs> Uh, Looney got 21 rebounds. It seemed like he could have gotten 10 more. Like that guy was like, he was like Bill Russell out there and they <laughs> like him and Curry would just, the, the, it was like a dynamic duo. They, he'd get the rebound pass to Curry and Curry would do whatever he wanted on offense. Uh, sadly for the Kings, it just, it just seemed like their, the clock had midnight for him. You know, they just turned back into yeah. a pumpkin. Uh, you can look at Darren Fox. You know he had an injured. Fi- he had two broken fingers. Uh, didn't really affect him in Game Six, but in Game Seven, definitely it seemed like it it, it hurt him. He didn't have a good game. Uh, Malik Monk didn't do as well as he could have. But Terrence Davis off the bench, he was like trying to counteract Steph Curry's attack. He, every time he's just like, let's just chuck up a three, and he would make them. But. Mm. Uh, they they need to I feel like the Kings they need to move on from Harrison Barnes upgrade that spot because he was nothing the past two games and other than that I mean they have a, a great young team that they they, they want to work with they have a great head coach so there's stuff to improve on uh, Kevin Herter had a bad bad series Chris yeah he had a really, really I don't know what to say I <laughs> I can't defend him he's been atrocious no he's even kind of, I think like towards the end of the isn't even he was wasn't great. Uh, this series was was not good, which is weird because at first I was like, oh well, he's he's like a young guy that haven't or that hasn't really had much experience in the playoffs. He was on the Hawks team that beat the Sixers for the Eastern Conference Finals, and he had like best performance in a game seven. 
The lights were just Philly, too bright for him so. this time. The beam was <laughs> like the beam was too bright. The beam was too bright. Yeah. Um, maybe they just like expended all of their energy in Game Six to win that game. Golden yeah, State. I think they did. I, think they I thought did. that it was over, like when they lost Game Five. I thought the series was over, but uh, for a team that's been so efficient offensively, come out and score only 100 points and to shoot as poorly as they did. They shot 12 of 47 from three. Shot 37% from the floor overall, 59% from the line. Just, I mean, the Curry performance is legendary, but I mean, not to discredit what he did, but they could have won without a 50-burger from Curry. Oh, definitely. I mean, he didn't... Yeah, he didn't need 19 of those points, so it makes sense. Uh, the the thing for me, I mean, if you're a Kings fan, you're 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 leaving the series. You held the the champions to to seven games. You had a, a a dream season. You made it to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. There's not much you can complain about. So I, uh, if you're a Kings fan, you know, you hold your head up high. You had a great season, and this was kind of the outcome we all expected. So uh, I didn't expect to go to Game Seven. It's funny. It's it's great NBA like overreaction when it was like, are the are the Kings gonna sweep them? Are the Kings going to sweep the Warriors? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a legit thing that we talked about and that a bunch of other NBA podcasts I listened to talked about too. So always interesting to see that, that type of stuff. But Warriors take care of business. Now they're facing the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron versus Curry yet again, and Adam Silver is just printing money. Oh, yeah. They, uh, this is going to be an incredible series. I hope so. I can only hope so. I don't see why it wouldn't be, but it is kind of like the other option for the NBA was the Grizzlies Kings. Oh yeah. Adam Silver is like, maybe tried to rig it a little bit, but didn't really need to, I guess like that Lakers team was just a lot better than the Grizzlies. They wiped them off the floor at game six. I feel like the Grizzlies need to do a, an internal audit or something. Well, do you this see a team that's been top two seed the dylan brooks thing yes <laughs> under no circumstances under no circumstances will we bring you back on this roster again that was funny he's not even a bad player either like, no he just, just put, no he's just a shithead like he's not a bad player at all but like how do you how do you poke the bear at lebron and then do nothing to back yeah. it up so they just put up a Rick fest game after game. They have been this the most disappointing year or most most disappointing team like every year. They always talk all this shit whenever they're up and then never back it up. So I have I mean they're they've also become they went from like the most likable young team to like the least likable young team. Oh so, yeah, like all the Jaw stuff and then mm-hmm. on Brooks more on. And I feel like like everyone's actually been rooting for LeBron this year, which isn't normal. Literally, like the real, real LeBron haters. Like I could be wrong about that, but I feel like people want to see LeBron get deep. No, no, I think you're right. It's it seems like they they want to like it. I think it was just more of the hate of the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks. Like, don't disrespect the best yes, player yeah. in the league by saying something stupid like that. So I do think there's been a a lot of Le- LeBron fans coming out the woodworks this year. And I think this Warrior series is going to release some more just because people are tired of the Warriors, I think. So 
to to go against I mean and LeBron the Warriors already have a rivalry and they always they already have sides chosen one or the other for the past you know past seven years or whatever so but it's going to be a fun series it's going to be fun to see two of the best players to ever touch a basketball go against each other in the second round mm-hmm. um and it'll be funny too if like this goes to seven everyone's like oh one of these two teams is going to go to the championship and then just like the nuggets roll them i think that'd be hilarious like both teams like <laughs> either the teams. i, like I kind of feel like this them. might be the year for the nuggets it's looking like it they uh I hope so too. They 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 deserve to to at least go to a finals. It would it would take a lot of the heat off Jokic. Oh yeah. Finally go, but like maybe it's a year where like the Bucks won, mm-hmm. where it's like things just kind of work out that way, and then they can prove that that Jokic actually is the top three player in the league. Which it's like it's almost like he's the best player that no one really takes seriously. Oh, he's the best player well, that nobody like, talks this about. Cool pass by Jokic, but then it's like, oh yeah, but look at him—he's fat, and they can't win the playoffs. Yes, so it's like it's kind of exactly. sad that he he doesn't get the respect that he deserves, and like we're partly to blame. Like we don't really talk about him. No, yeah, we're, we fall but right back into back it. Back-to-back MVPs, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> no one gives a rip. It's like the Jazz last few years. Like the Jazz were the one seed in the playoffs. And it was like, no. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And it's and you're so, right. It's we care once we start to see results. So if we see right, yeah. the Nuggets is it, go far. Is it unfair that that's the way the league is? Maybe a little bit, but that's the way the league is. That's the way that all sports are. Mm-hmm. I agree. I 100% agree. And I, do, I hope it's the Nuggets time. It's, like, it's not like it's New If Jokic was in New York, Porzingis, when he was in New York, was way bigger than Jokic is now. <laughs> we're not even making the playoffs. I'm, it's serious. I'm like, laughing because you're right. Brunson is bigger than Jokic Oh, Jokic's. I know. I know. It's huge right now. Uh, that's a perfect transition. Let's go to the the Knicks. They take care of business against the Cavs. Now are facing the Heat. Lost game one to the Zombie Heat. Um, I told everyone about Kevin Love. Told everyone. <laughs> I was gonna say, can we please talk about that game five? We didn't get a chance to Friday. That dude was. It felt like was pulling up from the logo, <laughs> like. Before he fouled out, Kevin Love was on a heater. Oh, Kevin Love has been – he's had a great playoffs. He's back in the, the – <laughs> he's a starter. He's a goddamn starter now. Um, And, he, yeah, he, I don't know how the Cavaliers just gave him gave him for free to the uh, yeah, was... the Heat. But the Heat are – they're right in it, um, playing against the um, – playing against the New York Knicks. First game was not – not good for the Knicks. It seemed like the, it just kind of – I think it surprised the Knicks how good the Heat were. Like, it seemed like the Knicks were just, like, not ready for what the Heat were bringing. And, I mean, Jimmy Butler had another great game. Uh, you got an, a Gabe Vincent game of 20 points. And I do think that this series can still go, uh, go, go far, go seven. I think the Knicks can still possibly win it. But – they they got to make sure RJ Barrett doesn't collapse in the fourth quarter. Mm. That fourth quarter I was watching of RJ Barrett was just it, that was why I called him washed. And it was a different game, but those are the reasons why I called him washed at age twenty two. I mean, he was just throwing the ball over, chucking up terrible threes, uh, just brick after brick after brick. 
Yeah. I mean, and it, and it makes sense. It's like all of these guys, aside from Brunson, I guess, are playing in their first like real playoffs. Like you're you're in the second round of the playoffs. Like this mm-hmm. is not just let's get some experience. Like this is we've now narrowed a team down to teams where we're actually starting to think about could we win the finals. Yeah, I mean, these guys are like playing not just for. We're happy to be here anymore, and now, so the pressure is doubled in the second round. Yeah, and like this is, as you said, these teams are playing for the Eastern Conference Finals and a chance to make it to the NBA Finals. So, I, if I were a betting man, it seems like Jimmy Butler's on a heater, and it seems like they they know what they're doing. But I'm just looking at this Heat team, and it's like, God, they have to play Duncan Robinson. They have to have a big game from Kyle Lowry. Yeah, they have to play Caleb Martin, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent. Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller. Uh, and like he's big minutes big from shot against the Bucks, though. Like, he's been pretty good. That's the thing, and they're playing well. So it's like you can look at them on paper and and say like this is a, a pretty bad depth, but. They, they know what they're doing. They're super well coached. Spolcha deserves all the praise in the world. And they it seems like the Knicks do need Randall, though. It seemed like they were missing yeah. him a lot. Yeah. So. I mean, he was like kind of the one that, at least last year, mm-hmm. or like when they first signed him, he was the guy who elevated that team to the next level. Did and you for see as bad as he has been against the Cavs? Like they still won that series in five, and now, mm-hmm. um, like not having him is is gonna hurt for sure. Uh, the did you see that Jimmy Butler though might be might be out for game two? Apparently, the ankle was like a baseball. Really? That's what I read. So right Where now it says the status is still up in the air. He said he's getting ankle treatment ahead of game two. Um, I mean, that sucks. As a guy who possibly be playing Jimmy Butler, you know, I'm not excited that he's injured, but it's uh, <laughs> I'm more happy. All right, I, I'm uh, either way. Bad Still that same. it's yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, it would be hilarious for you guys to run into the heat again. I will just lose my mind. That would absolutely <laughs> lose my mind. Um. But so no Jimmy, maybe no Jimmy Butler game two. Still status up in the air for Julius Randle. When is that next game? Is that today? Oh, Tonight. today it's seven thirty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Couple hours. Damn, and there's still no Jimmy Butler update. I don't like that. Uh, no sign of Jimmy Butler yet pregame. Oh, it's still two hours before the game. It's Jimmy Butler. He's, if he's if he's making it to pregame, he's playing. Like let's let's not let's not go crazy here. Um. Also, it's like it, you might just want to sit him out. You could say the same thing about Embiid. You won game one on the road. Worst case scenario is you come back and you yeah, have Yeah, and it's 2 court. 2. So I agree. Don't risk anything else. I think the Sixers should do the same with Embiid. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That's that's smart. So, those are also those are the games coming today. Brand ankle. Like, I don't know how much better that can get over a few days. And it That's might get worse. Like it's, it might just be better to him get the adrenaline of a of a basketball game, yeah, and just fight through it. So it could go either way. Just stick some Novocaine in him. So, for uh, for a little wise picks for today, we're not gonna add tomorrow's game because that's what screwed us last time. Uh, today's picks. Tomorrow let's, games. Let's go. 
Uh, I actually I don't know the line, so let me look at it real quick. And I'm right now. As you can tell, we we I think the thoroughly Knicks, prepped. Yeah, for this Knicks. <laughs> Knicks minus seven. Warriors minus five. Knicks minus oh, so that's that's sevens because they don't think Jimmy Butler's playing. And they were like five point favorites in the first game. All right, let's go. Let's go. Knicks money line. Lakers plus four and a half. Okay. You like it? Seven plus five. We'll take oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll take a plus five. Cool. So that'll be. Uh, I think five. this this is a game where the Knicks have to come out and good performance. So I don't. I actually don't hate the minus seven. I like the Lakers pick because, like, Warriors coming off of a game seven. You had like a heroic performance. Like, there's probably a little bit of room for regression there. Whereas the Lakers like had posted to a series win Saturday. So not only if they had an extra day's rest, but like less. In- yeah, yeah, less. And LeBron as an underdog feels like it's always a good pick. I agree. I hate how the Celtics are ten point favorites tomorrow. <laughs> that makes me so mad. It's the same line as it was last night. I know. Did I not watch what happened last night? <laughs> oh God! Minus five ten to win the game. Insane. Yeah, money lines minus five hundred. God sakes! That is ridiculous. I hate it. Um. All right. Well, I like they... the under. I feel like they'll actually learn how to play defense. They they are two sixteen and a half. The Philadelphia 76ers are plus 600 or 160 to win the series. Plus 400 yesterday for yeah. the game, obviously. Yeah, so I guess it went down That's a little what, bit. That's what the game on the road does for you. That makes sense. All right. It went down a lot. Hunter Dickinson. Any any Nothing. updates? Nothing. Oh, I've been like keeping an eye on it. It seems like he, he announced that he still doesn't know. That's what they had the podcast. So yeah, for. he did a so, he did a Rogers. Yes, he did a Rogers. Well, Rogers at least went on the podcast and said what he planned to do. <laughs> I like breaking. This is a quote by Jack Pilgrim on Twitter. Breaking the school Hunter Dickinson is going to attend to next season is I'm not sure yet. Says Hunter Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be apparently it'll be a a Barstool Instagram like a live stream. Is he a Barstool athlete? Yeah, he's that. The podcast is a Barstool podcast. Oh, uh, okay. And if you know Marty Mush, who's a clown, then Gordon Bohannon, who played at Iowa, their podcast. <laughs> horrible like production quality. And they said they were going on at 4.30, and they didn't go until, like, 4.45. Oh, how dare they? Oh, how embarrassing. How dare they? We would never say we're starting a pod and start at 15 minutes late. We would never do that. Um, <laughs> but we don't have 3,000 streamers waiting. That's true. That's true. A big announcement to make. Yeah, that's true. One day we will, but that's not, not today. Yes. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the comments. <laughs> Dennis was was going off. Uh, he said I had a bushy really? beard, and he said your room is small as hell. Or he said fuck, he was small. As fuck. Small. <laughs> um, 
And then he said, how many times are you going to change up the font of your title? It changes every episode, pal. Get with the program, Dennis. I wonder right. if he's been... I feel like I haven't seen him around much. No, neither have I. It's first... He's, uh, clearly, he's always he's looking. And lurking. He's I too mean. good for us. Yeah, honestly. He's going to listen Looking to Hunter back, Dickinson though. podcast. Um, <laughs> he was too busy waiting for the, the round ball stream to start. <laughs> Just never did. So, uh, college corner. Back to basketball. I also kind of like the over in the Nuggets oh, game okay. tomorrow. Not that we're giving out official picks. She went, that's Friday. What? Yeah, they, they play again Friday, which I think is weird. Same. They have three days nope. off. Yeah, no Thursday game. You're not even going to give us a Thursday game? That's weird. I don't like that Plus at all. Plus the Lakers-Warriors play game two Thursday. The Celtics are every other day. Game yeah. three is in Philly is Friday. Yep. So the Nuggets just get this oh, that's really they, they get a lackadaisy right. schedule, I guess. I'd be pissed if I was them. For the Suns, it's nice. It's also yeah. like you're going from Suns Colorado to Arizona. It's not that far. Yeah, that's weird. There's no actually. Yeah, game two is Thursday. You're right. So the Lakers and Warriors have to play back to back, and the Celtics and Sixers have to play back to back. But the Nuggets get three days off. That's weird. Not back to back every other day. Every other, yeah, yeah. And then Which is all right, what it should be. That's it's that's every other day more. after this. After this Friday okay. game, it's every other day. So I guess they just wanted on combating schedules or whatever. Oh, all right. I guess it's because they also started early. Like they played game one. Saturday night, I think. Oh, you're right. They did. They already got it. Which, but like, why do that? Yeah, why not just start there? For wrapping up their series quickly. Anyway, who cares? You got uh, any other college corner? Bragton baseball again. Nice. Third in the country. Twenty third, so you said. Maybe we can creep up. Yeah, maybe nice. we can creep up to sixteen. That'd be nice. It's a regional again. Doubt it, but it's nice to see them in the rankings again. They've won 20 straight Big Ten series, I think the stat was. Wow. Which is kind of a testament to how bad Big Ten is at baseball, but regardless, it's very impressive. That is impressive. I'm happy for you. We're, we're the number Scored we're 140 number runs in 10 games, so they're averaging 14 runs a game. It's pretty nice. All right. Number three. Number three. Number three. Yeah, I'm excited. You scoring 14 runs a game though? Uh, it the was up 10. there. It was up there at the beginning of the season. I don't think it's up there anymore. But uh, I, I can I can imagine. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, so <laughs> we got we got BJ Mack, the basketball team, the guy yeah, that that huge. we that we wanted for. Ever since the transfer port, ever ever since he entered the transfer portal, um, really good pickup for us. We've got every guy that we've gotten has been six, six, eight, six, seven. Uh, I think like six, six. So we're getting big boys. We're getting the the, the kid, one of our signees from high schools, six, seven. We're getting big guys. We're getting. Uh, we got two guys from Finland. Um, the shirts. Say again. Finishers. I don't know what you're saying. Finishers. Finishers. Yes, yes, yes. yes. All right, all right. Glory right. marketing. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a. They, they're two finishers. They committed together. So hopefully, 
that is a, a good sign that they have some chemistry behind them already. Um, oh, they're they're twenty twenty four, so I don't know if that means that they're next year or not. I'm guessing that means that they're the year after. Anyways, but we got him. We got we got them. We got BJ Mac. Uh, it's looking good basketball wise. We're looking on the up and up. Looks like Lamont's putting some pieces together, and. I'm excited to see what excited to see them play. Um, also, some you know, I won't know anything until August. But I did have a a phone interview today with uh, the managers of the basketball team, so there could be a a new little tidbit to our college corner, and uh, I could be could be out there on the sidelines holding some clipboards, helping out Lamont in the game. <laughs> yeah, possibly. There you go. That's yeah. awesome. They said that they, they're looking for some younger guys, but they, they liked what I said, and, you know, they're going to keep me in touch. Mm. So we'll see. But um, either, other way, either way, I'll be there at all the games, so I'm excited to see this team play. I'd be – you'd have some insider information. As a, yeah, as I don't know answer. how that would work. I don't know if you could share it, I though. was going to say, yeah, I don't know how that would <laughs> work. the squad on it. But – uh, definitely, definitely would have some sort of insider information. I mean, that, I was, I got insider info on the, cause I know one of the managers, that's why I got this opportunity. And he was the one that told me that they're pushing hard for BJ Mack. So, um, yeah. I want to see what our transfer portal ranking is now. Cause I hope it's, uh, I hope it's decently up there. That'd be nice. Chico Carter did officially commit to DePaul. So that sucks. But. Uh, do we have a rankings? Ah, look at us. Number 13. Love it. Absolutely love Good. it. Hmm? We also got a word from Indiana to mention. It's just you a, guys did? Like a scrappy guy. Yeah. Rebounder, high motor guy. Yeah, you guys haven't... As, do you think it's yeah. all just focusing on Hunter Dickinson? You guys haven't done a lot in the transfer portal, seems like to me. Yeah, well, we also have a pretty good recruiting class coming in, and we got two starters back. We got a shooting guard in the portal, and then a three-point shooter, and then then we have Jameer, Dante, and Reese coming back. They'll all start, obviously. Then one of our recruits is supposed to be good enough to start. And yeah, it de- then it depends on Hunter. But they, I think that they're done, even if they don't get Hunter. They're still set up pretty well. All right. They're, I, someone else is going to have to transfer if they end up signing Dickinson. Well, there you go. You got, your, you got yourself a completed team. That's nice. Um, all right. Well, any other, any other things you want to wrap this up with? Got an hour 30 pod. Uh, you want to talk about the Bruins collapsing at all? I don't know anything about it. Meltdown. I heard. I heard meltdown. it was a meltdown. My Twitter was pretty. They were the best team in history of hockey, and they blew a three-one lead as the one seed. Yeah, I heard. I heard. That's not a. That's not great. You in shambles? I'm not personally. No, my Kraken won a playoff <laughs> series, so I'm chilling. Um... <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> beat uh, the, the defending champs. Yeah, yeah, they did. They um they took down what was it, Avalanche? 
There you go. I know my. I think option. they were banged up though. Not to, I, not to take it away from the Kraken, but I, I could not tell you. Could not tell you <laughs> whatsoever. Um, are the Panthers at least good? Florida Panthers. I don't know because they were the best team in hockey last year. Know what changed? And didn't the Bruins have like a a goalie injured? I don't know. <laughs> All right, this is great. This is hockey. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is excellent. Hockey talk. Hockey talk. Um, it's lost. Yeah, it was pretty. I heard it was pretty sad on my Twitter, but I didn't care. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm just gonna be. I, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't care. Uh, they did blow it though. That was a pretty monstrous collapse. When you, when you're up three one, you're the best team in hockey. You can't win one more game. Shame. Yeah, whatever. It's been a bad, uh, bad. It's been a bad couple years for Boston sports, hasn't it? So, yeah, it's it's really tough. It really to, is. I feel for you guys. I know, I know. I just don't know why there's more. Keeps me up at night. Yeah, I don't know why there's not more sympathy just flowing through my DMs. Just <laughs> you know, people just like, oh, sorry about the Celtics loss. You know, that's all I want. <laughs> that's all I need. Um, all right. Well. That was our podcast of a pretty disorganized podcast. I'm not gonna lie, but we had to recap a lot from what we missed. Um, we'll see everyone Tuesday. Or no, today's Tuesday. God, I just t- I, sorry. I ended my last final, and it's like I have no idea what's going on. Um, so, well, we'll see everyone on Friday. Enjoy your week. If you're doing finals this week, good luck. Uh, if you're normal and not doing finals this week, you know, keep it keep it strong. Keep it going. All right, we'll see you on Friday. That's one way to end a pod. Thanks all for listening.